It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off yet another show here. We do them seven nights a week, which means we're here constantly uh, taking your phone calls about whatever is on your mind. If you want to join us, you can do that. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. So it looks like a Bitcoiner might be running for president, Mark. Yes. Somebody who we've actually interviewed in uh-huh. the past. Somebody who was on the, is it Amazing Ducks? Uh, was it the Mighty Ducks? Mighty he Ducks. Was in some kind of like child star yeah. thing. Yeah. Apparently a couple movies back in the mid-1990s. His name is Brock Pierce. Yep. And he's apparently throwing his hat into the ring for the 2020 presidential race. Well, yeah. I support him, although... I have some questions. Like, can he qualify for any ballot access? Yes, that question. Yeah, that's that was the one. that was the big question. Yeah. What other questions did you have? No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I like at this point, you know, twenty twenty, any functioning adult, um, Biden, Trump out, Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian candidate. Yes, in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know nothing about the Green candidate. I don't know if they've chosen one. Have I, they chosen one? There's a presumptive he. Okay. That oh. uh, may be... That'll be a change for the pr- Greens. Yeah. Pr- uh, changing from Dr. Uh, Jill, whatever her name Jill is. Jill Stein. Jill Stein. And, you know, if if Brock Pierce or Kanye West managed to pull this off, well, great. Now, by the way, Kanye West does not fit into the category of functioning adult. Wait, hold up. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Green Party co-founder Howie Hawkins became their presumptive nominee, but that was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know what the status of that is. So Brock Howie Pierce, Hawkins. Brock Pierce did not run for the Green Party nomination. He did not run for the Libertarian Party nomination. Of course, crypto advocate John McAfee did run for the Libertarian Party nomination, but, but there he was didn't that whole gun up. running in uh, in in the Dominican Republic thing. So that's tough. Well, no, that wasn't his his issue. His issue was he didn't show up. I understand. So because he's on the run from the United States federal government who wants to arrest him for something, I'm not real clear what. Uh, but That's kind of what I'm talking about here. Like he didn't show up for a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not inside the United States. I don't know if that had to do with the Dominican Republic or if it was some sort of local thing. I heard that it was the IRS uh, that was after him for Fine. some sort of a tax thing. That's what he was saying, at least from the safety of his boat in international waters. <laughs> so he wasn't there. I do love that guy. He wasn't there for the debate, I guess, or the the final run through the Libertarian Party's nominating process. And they nominated Joe Jorgensen, uh, who's Seems a like fine, a fine choice. choice. Yeah, and she really is. She's like an actual to doctor. get the two of us to agree on a candidate at this point is pretty impressive. I mean, the Libertarians pulled it off. We haven't well, agreed just, on a candidate in years. They just screwed it up the last three times. So this time they actually got an actual sounding Libertarian person uh, to to that particular nomination. So good for them. We actually had Joe on on the show just a few days, I think, after she got nominated. And it was a great interview. You know, She described herself. When I asked her, I said, are you a Harry Brown Libertarian or a Gary Johnson Libertarian? And referencing two former presidential candidates who mm-hmm. were in no way, shape, or form similar. Uh, and she described herself as a Harry Brown Libertarian. So you know, Seems that, better than a Bob Barr Libertarian. Yeah. I think most people want to forget about that year. Uh, that was the 2008 miserable choice where the Libertarian Party nominated a former Republican and former CIA head. As I understand it, uh, Bob Former Barr. drug warrior. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they could have picked someone worse, but 
anyway, here we are in 2020, where now child actor turned cryptocurrency entrepreneur Brock Pierce, who's 39 years old, announced he will be running in the 2020 presidential race as an independent candidate. This is according to People Magazine, people.com. He said in a statement, quote, I've, been, I've spent my life creating great things from nothing, and I can help others do the same. Entrepreneurs are essential to the rebuilding of this nation that we love, and I'm running in this race because I know that together we can help build a path, pathway towards the rebirth of the America that we love so much. Didn't he move to Puerto Rico? I believe he did. Yeah, didn't I hear that he was one of the crypto people? Like there's some sort of benefit to being a crypto person from capital like- gains distributions. One of the Puerto Rico benefits from not only its proximity to the United States, meaning mm-hmm. it's three hours from Florida, but um, some great tax laws. Saipan likely has a better tax setup for most people, the vast majority of people. However, it is a 15 hour flight at best. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, most, in most cases, 24. I don't even know what's going on over there now. Saipan lot. being the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, that is a U.S. territory. They have a representative. They cannot vote for president, mm-hmm. or um, nor, nor do they have senators. There's a, a, a lot more people in Puerto Rico, so if you want to have an impact in a place, Saipan seems to be the way to go sure, on yeah. that one. Uh, well, it, yeah, as long as you don't want to run for office, because you're not going to win. No, you got to be a native to do that. Basically, that's the bias: is that um, you've got to be a native, or at the you very think least, a similar bias in Puerto Rico, or no? I suspect yeah. if you're going to go to either one of these places, change your last name to something Hispanic. Okay, and then who knows? Teres, <laughs> Rodriguez. Um, yeah, you might in in for Juan. instance in well, not the first Juan name, Rodriguez. No, no, no you'd want to go Henry Rodriguez. Oh, something American-sounding first yeah, name. Yeah, ah, it's an island thing, huh? That island. Yeah. I don't promise you anything about any other islands. Unlike Democratic and Republican candidates, in order to get on the ballot, independent candidates face different requirements in all 50 states, including filing deadlines and signature requirements. Some states may also allow candidates to pay a filing fee in order to get on the ballot. Now, this is something the libertarians are grappling with as we speak. I actually just called my former attorney this week, uh, John Meyer, who took the freedom of speech case with the Robin Hooders here in Keene, New Hampshire, that were sued by the town government for filling people's parking meters he took that as a on a free speech basis and pro bono and great attorneys one of the the premier free speech attorneys up here in new hampshire turns out he's taken the case of the libertarian party of new hampshire i did not realize that was happening i just happened to get him on the phone this week for another reason and he told me he was in the in the midst of working on the libertarians case because they are having to sue the state government over the ballot access requirements, which require right. thousands of signatures to be gathered between... And people aren't allowed out at the same time. So right. the normal rules that the states have, as draconian, as specious, as yeah. frankly immoral as they are, oh, yeah. Unfair. are now a, a hurdle that is, is far too ten high. ten times more difficult. I mean, it was already difficult. Now it's maybe more than, more than ten times more difficult now. Uh, to get out there and to actually talk to people in the streets to get their signature uh, on one of these things is going to be nigh impossible. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there like me that only want to vote for somebody who has a statistical chance of winning. And, you know, that's just my preference. Mm-hmm. And when you say statistical chance, you mean qualified on enough presidential ballots across the United States to actually be able to theoretically win. You don't mean right. that they actually have a chance of, of winning. Right. I think that... Uh, 
yeah, the, if if they were in enough states that yeah. they had enough electoral college I think vote you have things, to have like thirty six states or something like that. the right thirty six yeah, states, yeah, right. <laughs> and if if they managed to do that, then okay. They got my, you know, like I cons- I'll consider them as a vote. And, and most of the time, the libertarians have done that. In, in our lifetime, I believe every year, there have been a few years in the last uh, 20 where they haven't gotten all 50, where they've gotten like 49 or 48 right. or something close to that. Uh, but they've always been qualified, and in some cases, on all 50 state ballots. Right. And I don't. You know, I mean, when it comes to the libertarians, I'm not a, it's not like I vote all the way down the ballot, up and down the ballot for the libertarians or anything like that. I'm not that kind Most of, of the voter. time you can't. There aren't that many candidates. But I have voted up and down the the, the ballot for them. Mm-hmm. And if the candidate when it comes to president, I understand statistically my vote is inconsequential. Your vote is inconsequential. I'm in a state that actually matters, a swing state, and I'm at like one in 10 million. I got a better chance of winning the lottery here than I do of my vote mattering in a presidential election. <laughs> so what I say to people, especially people who aren't in a swing state, um, but by the way, if, if you're in a swing state, this still holds for, true for you, is who cares if your candidate can win mm. because you should vote your heart. Yeah. You should vote for whomever you want to vote for. Because your vote doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, but if you're voting for somebody that at least you agree with on most things or more things than the other candidates, then at least you don't feel as filthy. You know, because then right. otherwise you'd vote for one of these awful Right, I've, I voted for Gary Johnson in the last election. Mm-hmm. He didn't win. I can now talk as much S as I want to talk about um, either one of the other two candidates. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can join us here on the radio. What do you want to talk about uh, the difficulties libertarians and others are facing in getting on the ballot or whatever's on your mind? Coming up, a crazy court decision about the Native American. This is Free Talk Live, and you're invited here if you want to join us. You can. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we've been talking about uh, the difficulties that third parties face, and also independent candidates like Brock Pierce, who is a Bitcoiner. And child actor, who is no longer a child, but 30, he's 39, um, who's running for president, he says. I really don't like the idea that people running for president might be younger than me. Well, uh, the it's minimum age, I believe, me. is 35 years old, Mark. Yeah, that's so. right, and I'm 49. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you know are what you doesn't saying happen? he's not qualified? Or just no, I just don't like the idea. just ageist. Uh, no, I just don't like the idea. That somebody well, comes the, from ageism, it's, right? The no, no, no. That, it's completely based on me, not has nothing to do with him. It's just his <laughs> age we're talking about. Um, Sounds like ageism to me. All right, whatever. The You're better because you're older. Is the no, idea, I didn't right? claim that at all. No? No, that's not what my claim is. I'm uncomfortable with the notion that somebody is younger than me might I be see. running for president. It's kind of like that same thing that happened, you know, at some point or another you were looking at Playboy magazines. Yeah, I remember that. God, it's And been then a they got time. younger than you as what, opposed to Playboy? older. Wait, the Playboy girls, you mean? Yes, the Playboy oh, okay. girls were older than you yeah. at some point, yeah. and then they were younger than you at some point. There was right. you know, the sort of the same I don't age. think I've seen a Playboy magazine since that time. I mean, I, I think the last time I looked at a Playboy magazine would have been in some form of government school, I think. <laughs> I don't think I've I looked at them as, couldn't tell you how long it's been for me as, uh, as an adult. At least I don't recall that. Uh, so anyway, if you want to join us here, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live brought to you by Liberty.menu. It's a tool for the Liberty community out there. If you agree 
to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. If you are an individual who rejects the initiation of force, then you should be at liberty.menu where you can list the things that you do there, like your business or digital content you're the creator of, or maybe an event. Maybe if there's an event, an event out there that, that's happening, you could list it there. Wait, wait, we still do events? At liberty.menu. Yeah, liberty.menu has that. Uh, so head on over there. Use code FTL. Get a special free talk live listener badge. That's liberty.menu. So Brock Pierce looking at running or saying he's running for president. Now, what drives a man to make a decision like this? Uh, you had suggested off the air, Mark, that it was a publicity stunt. When was that? Off the air. When? I don't know. Today? Yesterday? I don't recall Pretty having sure. said that at all. No? Uh, but I will say that I'm not a... I, yes, he's gotten publicity from it, so stunt mm-hmm. successful. Yeah, he's if, in People magazine. If you want me to uh, assess that statement, uh, that is not my statement. I do not claim okay. that statement. Um, Maybe that wasn't you that said that, but what? I'm pretty sure I was only talking to you about it. But okay. go ahead. I don't recall having talked to, to okay. you about it. The uh, What would drive a man? Um, I would say it could be frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be the desire to sort of uh, you know hold the banner for cryptocurrency and be able to talk about it, so he could be an issue candidate. Could be. Um, you know, they. I know. Presumably, that the, he's fairly wealthy. He's probably pretty wealthy. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He you know he could afford to do the job yeah. without too much of a loss. Sure. Can he afford the attorneys that it's going to take uh, to try to get on all these different state ballots to try to navigate this morass, this labyrinth? of uh, various different regulations because each state has different rules there some states like oklahoma are notoriously difficult compared to others where it's just difficult um, usually it ranges from difficult to very difficult as far as uh, the requirements that are completely yep. arbitrary and put in front of these third here's what i would ask ladies and gentlemen i would ask you what should the criteria be for somebody getting on a ballot in a given state. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying you want to. You don't need to look it up. You don't need to do some legal research because none of that matters. This is a moral question. Do the American people deserve to have a few choices as opposed to just you know crooked old pervert one or crooked old pervert two? And if we deserve to have those choices, now maybe you won't vote for them. But that doesn't matter. You're not. You certainly couldn't be so much of a partisan that you're like keep the keep those guys on the ballot that uh, that that it might take away votes from this person or that person. I mean, because that's a pretty evil thing to do to your neighbor, right? To take away their choices because you don't like the idea that they might choose someone else. There are those people out there. I mean, I've run across them when I've done uh, petition drives. I've helped gather petitions over the years for various different candidates and. Frequently, people will simply refuse because your first challenge you got to find people qualified to to sign in the first place. Those like if people I'm, that believe that can choke on a foot long hot dog, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, they won't sign your uh, your petitions. They won't help, and they don't. You know, to me, it's like I don't care. I'll sign a petition for somebody if even if I don't agree with what they're saying necessarily. Well, if they're trying to do something to regulate people further. Mm-hmm. I will not sign their petition. If you're asking for to put somebody on the ballot, that's what I mean. Sure, that's what I'll I mean. go ahead and just sign your petition just to get ballot. you on the ballot. That doesn't mean I'll yeah. vote for you, but I, I think that you, you know, I think that the people on the ballot have the should have the option. Although I think, if I recall correctly, even here in New Hampshire, 
I think you can only sign like one petition per, I don't know if it's per race or what. I think there's like actually a restriction. Like you can't just go around signing all the petitions. God knows you can't sign more than one petition to get more than one person on the ballot. So um, what do you think? About? Should, what should be the criteria be? Do you think that just anybody who sends their name in? Well, I don't think we should have a government. I understand. But did you you think that somehow that wish of yours is going to come true by November? I don't know. Maybe nope. I'll wake up in a different dimension tomorrow. <laughs> I have no idea. If you believe it's Probably going to not, come though. true, you've already woken up in a different dimension. <laughs> so I don't know, Mark. I mean, it's it's all arbitrary. I mean, all the states have different rules. I don't even know what the requirements are here in New Hampshire. I couldn't even tell you. I think that the requirements should be the same for every uh, party that was previously on the ballot and should be achievable for anybody who wants to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I'd like somebody I'd like to know somebody did some work or paid some money or put some kind of you know evidence of effort mm-hmm. behind getting on the ballot as opposed to just sort of filling out a piece of paper and sending their name in. Okay, so you don't want them just sending mo- paying money because that is basically just filling out a piece of paper and sending your for name. For some in. people it is, but very few of them. I mean, right? Mean? In well in New Hampshire we usually only have six or seven people run for president because it costs a thousand dollars to participate in the new hampshire primary well now wait a minute that's if you're running as a republican or democrat okay so if you're talking about qualifying for ballot access as a third party or an independent as brock pierce is doing it's going to be a whole different ball of wax right but i'm talking about the primary which is republicans and democrats very rarely do the uh, libertarians are they involved in that that's because there's not a libertarian primary that's run by the state the libertarians run I think their there own was primary one uh, run here a couple of not years ago not for president the libertarians choose their own presidential pick so in their own private that- convention there was a libertarian primary in maybe it was the governor election yeah i think yep. it might have been governor and, yeah. you know, this is just me trying to uh, compromise a little bit. I think that if the choice was make it nearly impossible for mm-hmm. a minor party candidate to get on the ballot or to make it extraordinarily easy. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're given this Hobson's choice that, you know, it's just a piece of paper, then I'm going to go ahead and go for the extraordinarily easy because that fits the uh, intent. That's a Hobson's choice. It's not yeah. two two crappy choices. Isn't a Hobson's choice. I thought that you was just that one choice. Check that out for me. Yeah. Um, the because I don't think the founders intended to keep people off the ballot. I don't think their their goal was to give the voters the least amount of choices as possible. So two choices to me is an immoral number. Three is only marginally better. I think we should have five or six or seven choices for president. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. You may take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. News from news.bitcoin.com. BTC miners give off a signal of intending to sell. Does this mean a bear cycle? New Zealand police seize $91 million from a Russian exchange operator. Anti-crypto SEC head stepping down, making Bitcoin ETFs more likely. And you can make money by referring people to exchange.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free if you want to join us here on the radio. Our number for you is 855-450-FREE. 
like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. So feel free to jump into one of those. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here with us. Ethereum smart contracts enable Intercoin to be traded against Bitcoin, Ethereum, as well as a growing set of tokens pegged to your favorite fiat currency. Intercoin can be used to turn these into virtual versions of Bitcoin or U.S. dollars that have all the advanced features of Intercoin community currencies. They would finally be spendable in everyday payments, be programmable, instantly convertible, generate analytics, and more. When done, people can cash out back into the original versions. Think of Intercoin as a decentralized Layer 2 solution that isn't controlled by anyone. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live. So important, we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out intercoin.org. That's intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. Mark, you were correct about Hobson's Choice. Uh, it is, according to Merriam-Webster, an apparently free choice when there is no real alternative. And another definition is the necessity of accepting one of two or more equally objectionable alternatives. So if you consider Biden and Trump to be equally objectionable then and you believe there are no other options, then you are being given a Hobson's choice in right. that particular case. In this case, in reality, there are other options. Thankfully, the Libertarian Party Well, I don't, is offering... We don't know yet that there are other options. Well, okay, true. There, there are be many on some states ballots. where you cannot even, like, you can try to write somebody in, but write-ins are just tossed. Sure. I would expect the Libertarian Party to succeed generally this year, despite the difficult road that it's going to be. They do have a fair number of supporters. They are a very large, as far as third parties go, probably the largest, if not the fourth largest third party. I don't know what the current membership numbers are for either the Libertarian Party or the Green Party, but both of them did very well in the last election, so I suspect they've retained some of that momentum uh, they will have the money to throw at this problem to some extent. So I expect that that will solve the ballot access problems they're having. They may lose a few states, but ultimately they I'm going to predict they're going to have enough states to theoretically win the election. I think that they're going to do it because their initial results in the lawsuits that they have filed have been successful. Uh, so, you know, in some states, they may not be a success. They may have to appeal up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it may be a bunch of last-minute uh, legal wrangling. But I'm, I'm still fairly optimistic uh, in this circumstance with the whole COVID thing. They're going to be able to use that, I think, to to actually make it easier to get on the ballot in, in many of these states. Well, I like your moxie. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out over time. I'm sure we'll have uh, Daryl Perry or somebody on, maybe Joe Jorgensen from the uh, the national level again that she's their presidential candidate she's been on with us once already so no reason why we can't have her back to uh, to give us an update on the ballot access status sure uh so we go to your phone calls and thoughts david is on the line in new hampshire david you're on free talk live with ian and mark hello david um can you hear me yeah we've got you go ahead hey david okay this is my question. I was listening to one of the shows at Pork, uh, Fork Fest. Yeah. It was a Fork Fest. And um, y'all were talking about libertarianism and animals and how the non-aggression principle doesn't apply to animals because they can't consent or something. Do I have that 
Um, so you're referring to my opinion. There were some pretty distinct opinions on the show that particular day. We had Taryn Lupo on with us, who is a, a vegan now and has, has gone. Right. And, and that was what brought the conversation up was uh, Arias swatted a, uh, I don't know if it was a hornet or something, something that looked pretty pretty nasty uh, that was in our remote studio there. And that started a conversation about you know the taking of animal life and that sort of thing. Um, and my position on animal so-called rights is that animals should be treated humanely if possible. However, I don't believe that they have rights. I don't believe they have human rights because rights are an agreement uh, between people, and it's a good idea. It's a good agreement. It's one uh, – the idea of human rights is uh, is a concept Could that, people agree that animals should have rights then? They certainly could, okay. um, but they don't. And uh, and people don't even agree generally on what rights human humans have. But generally, most people do agree on some basic human rights concepts, and that is helpful uh, to humans to be able to get along with one another and be as productive as possible and not you know, murdering each other out in, in the streets. Uh, so rights have been a, a generally good idea, but the idea behind them is that most humans have the ability to understand and reciprocate those rights, meaning to also respect the rights in return. Um, and animals do not do that because they first they can't have the uh, we don't have the communications ability to communicate the concept of rights to them even if they could understand it. Uh, but beyond that, they uh, many animals will kill you if they get the chance. So they uh, you know they yeah, don't believe rights. I would That's deviate a- from Ian's uh, point and I would say that animals. Uh, perhaps, you know, like I, I get the complications around animal rights. I am willing to agree to a baseline. Uh, set of rights for animals that basically includes them not being made to suffer intentionally at the hands of a human. Define suffering, because some people would say keeping an animal inside a house uh, against its will would it, make it suffer. For some animals, mm-hmm. that would be suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's absolutely yeah. animals that they would be suffering. But that animal must then take its responsibility, take, take responsibility for its life and attempt to procure food, mm-hmm. not be killed. I mean, you're rummaging. Some animals will do it if they get the chance. They're getting out. They're never coming back. That, then, then, then. Can I they? just interject something? Yeah, please. Sure. I was going to say the reason we give, we can say that animals don't have rights is because. The, because the survival of the fittest has put us at the very top, and the survival of the fittest means we can kill and we can do the most violence, correct? For the most part, I mean that could be upended by uh, makes right. by an alien, you know, species coming to Earth, and then they're at the top of the food chain. And if you've ever been alone with an alligator in the swamp without a gun on you, then you may have second thoughts that you're actually on top of uh, the food chain in that particular. I've case. I've killed more so. than one gator with just a knife. Have you really? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Catch him with a hook. Wow. A big hook um, with some chicken meat on it. Uh-huh. All right. Or um, one of those little, little lizards that run around Florida. Either one of those mm-hmm. is fine. The lizards will move, which is nice. Um, and they, the gator will get it and then get caught, right? Yeah. You then reel it in. I mean, you're not using fishing line, you know, yeah. clear fishing line here. You're using mm-hmm. as, as tough as stuff you got. Uh-huh. You reel it in, and then, you know, the gator's just worried about the hook in his mouth. You get around behind yep. him, jump down on him. Slice uh, him up. Grab a grab around his, his mm-hmm. mouth and then just, you know, cut it around the neck. Badass, yep. man. Wow. Good luck doing that without your tools. Wow. Which tools are you referring okay, to? Oh, as a human? The hook and the rope. Yeah, thanks, well. Mark. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> thanks, David. Anything else you want to share? He's not thanking you. It. He's thanking me. That's okay. Um, 
Yeah. So- when were you uh, wrestling gators? In prison. <laughs> oh, yeah, weren't you telling me about that once? They sent the prisoners out to like clean up some some loose gators. What happened there? What, what was going on? This was uh, at the nursery in uh-huh. um, a plant nursery. Yeah, yeah, plant nursery. Okay. Right, they don't have the convicts taking care of kids. You're right. Or a gator nursery. It could have been a gator. That, nursery. That suppose is true too. Um, at uh, Avon Park, Florida, work uh-huh. camp. Uh, I went out, and we go out during the day. And as long as you did your work. You could basically roam free. The hmm. guy who ran the place had a sort of a you know a leg a, a leg issue; couldn't really walk very okay. well. And so we could go anywhere we want as long as we were back at the right times. We had watches, and so we would uh, you know get the gators in the right uh, situation, um, you know hook them up, and then we take them off out into the woods. And you had to, the mosquitoes were so bad, we'd have to be covered from head to toe. And then we'd cook them up out there, uh, season them with wild oranges, which are pretty sour, huh. but it's kind of like using like a chicken piccata, right? And it's, yeah. it's like gator piccata? Yeah, jader, gator Ooh. piccata, right? So we'd make it out there, we'd uh, put them in coals, we'd come back after lunch, yeah. and then we'd, you know, have our gator. Damn. And we did that with uh, sunfish or bream. People do the same um, Call them different things. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Man, I haven't had gator since I was a, probably an early teenager. It's really a subsistence food. It's not the greatest. It tasted like chicken. I thought it was good. Yeah, but it's chewy chicken. Yeah, it I mean, was. have it regular was. chicken chewy. if you're going to have it. Uh, but I thought it was good. 855-450-FREE. And gator piccata would be even better. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Coming up, Mark, you're going to be telling us uh, there's been a Supreme Court case about Native American territory and possibly expanding it. I don't don't know the details. We're going to get into that coming up here. Your calls and thoughts also. Welcome. Sounds interesting. 855-450-FREE. That's 855 450-3733 or call us on our discord call-in lines you can go to discord.lrn.fm and you can hop into any one of those lines we will put you on the air you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us and thank you by the way going out to ashredo who is a free talk live silver amplifier ashredo contributing five bucks a month to the amp program amp stands for advertise market and promote Simple concept. You can help us get on more radio stations around the United States, bring new internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if you like what we do here on Free Talk Live, and I wish there were other shows that were like this, but they aren't. (laughs) So we're the only ones that are in this position doing liberty-oriented talk every single night. Uh, of the week, seven nights a week. So if you want to help right. us out, please do like Ashredo did. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the AMP program. You get some cool benefits uh, for doing that, and we really appreciate it. Uh, and you can sign up with a credit card, with debit card, with PayPal, with Bitcoin BTC at amp.freetalklive.com. So uh, one, one more Bitcoin-related story, because I happen to have this one. This caught my eye yesterday, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised and what I'm referring to is apparently for the first time ever, the USDC, which is a what's called a stable coin in the world of cryptocurrencies. Okay. So it is a it stands for U.S. dollar. What C coin? C stands for center, I believe, okay. uh, which is the owner of this particular stable coin. Okay. So for listeners who aren't familiar, 
you probably have heard of Bitcoin. Okay, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. It was the first first one of its kind, but since then there have been a bunch of other ones. And the number two cryptocurrency in the world right now is called Ethereum. And Ethereum is more of like a programming platform than it is just a cryptocurrency. So there's other things that can be done with this with this platform, including the issuance of what are called tokens. And you can have these tokens for anything. Right. Mark, you could go and issue your own Mark coin if you right. if you wanted to. You could say, I want to issue a billion Mark coin, and poof, there they are. Now, right. they're not going to be worth anything right out the gate, but if you can make them worth something by whatever promises you're going to make or offers you know, that you have, maybe the market would value them at something. Yep. Um, Anybody can uh, can turn in a Mark t- coin at any point, and I'll call them up on the phone and get them, tell them a joke. There you go. Uh, so you can do anything you want with that. And one of the things that people have done with these tokens is they've created tokens that are the equivalent of a U.S. dollar or right. a Japanese uh, yen or whatever or whatever it is they use over there. So there's these, these are especially useful for exchanges that's right. where people can go in and out of dollars relatively quickly and easily. Correct, and they're not actually real dollars, so they don't count the same way towards like taxes in the U.S. So if on an exchange in the United States, you take your Bitcoin that you have and you sell it for dollars and then you take those dollars into your bank account, that's a taxable event according to the U.S. government, as I understand it. I'm not a tax expert, not an accountant, uh, but that's my understanding. And so you'll get a 1099 based on the amount of dollars that you've turned your Bitcoin into. Okay, mm-hmm. But if you turn your Bitcoin into USDC, or USDT, or one of these other competing stablecoins, because there's a bunch of them. There's several at least, probably a dozen, uh, just for the dollar. If you turn them into a stablecoin, well, you're just converting one cryptocurrency into another cryptocurrency token in this case. I'm not sure that works in the U.S., but I'll bet you that works in some countries. Okay. Well, it's my understanding that you don't get um, taxed on that, but maybe you do, Mark. I, uh, like I said, I'm not trying to give tax advice here. I, I'm not sure. It's my understanding that you, you wouldn't, um, simply because well, it's just one crypto to another crypto. How about this? How about we agree that the orders that have been issued by the United States government surrounding cryptocurrency have been confusing mm-hmm. at best and perhaps maliciously misleading at worst? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay. Well, one thing is for sure, these companies that are issuing these stable coins, like the USDC, many of them are located in the United States, and I believe this particular one is. This and it would make center. sense that uh, that it would somehow benefit U.S. citizens. So what they're well, no, 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 it benefits the U.S. government, not U.S. citizens. So what I'm going to tell you about here, the news about one of these things, this USDC, is they have frozen an account. Retro. So one of the reasons why people get into cryptocurrency is because they believe that they have the keys to their crypto. Meaning, And we say this a lot, right? Like if you don't have your keys to your crypto wallet, you do not have control over the wallet. It's not yours. Well, turns out when it comes to some of these Ethereum smart contract stable coins, even though you have your private keys to your wallet – there's a rule in the in the in the uh, what they call the the smart source. contract. Yeah. Uh, so the smart contract is code that somebody wrote that allows the issuance of these uh, these stable coins yeah. on the Ethereum blockchain. And turns out one of the things they wrote into that smart contract code was the ability for them centrally from their head offices to say, oh, 
we're just going to go ahead and freeze that address. We're going to make it so your address is persona non grata, basically. You still have the 100000 in this case, USDC, or $100,000 worth of the stablecoin, in this address. So the coins are there, but we're just going to go ahead and say, frozen. You can't send from that address if you ever again. Well, okay, so let's talk about what ownership is. Ownership is you know a word that we use mm-hmm. that is largely descri- d- described as having control of right yeah. like you can claim to own something that you don't have control of but at that point you really just have a claim mm-hmm. okay so if you have control of something you own it and if you don't have control of it you don't that's right so when they freeze your account although you can say and that's fair like you've got a claim to it that's my account with my money in it. Give me my money. Mm-hmm. You don't have control of it, so therefore it isn't really yours. Well, that's what I'm trying to point out here, Mark, yes. is that even though you have the keys to your stablecoin wallet, they can still freeze your account because it's part of the rules of the contract that, of course, you never read, right? Like you just bought some stable coins. They went into your wallet. You thought that you had control over those stable coins. And then somebody from law enforcement calls up this company calling itself Center, uh, spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, all in capital letters. And they say, we want you to freeze this address. We're law enforcement. We say do this. And then they did it. And we don't know exactly all the details as to what is being alleged about this address in particular. Does it really matter? Uh, this is instructive. It doesn't matter if yeah. these people are are Muslim terrorists moving uranium right. uh, from one location to another to make a bomb. I'm not going to claim that the government was wrong in freezing their account. I don't know. But I am yeah. saying that this, this could is, happen to you. This isn't what the idea behind cryptocurrency was. No. Cryptocurrency is supposed to be powered by mathematics and basically be un. Uh, you know, like unconfiscatable. Yeah, that's what the idea. And although was. this hasn't been confiscated, your account's been frozen. It's effectively, right. been confiscated. Meaning that, uh, and they probably could confiscate it. It wouldn't surprise me if they had the ability to, uh, you know, reach in there and just pull pull things out. Now that that would require them to have the private keys, so they probably can't. So what they've effectively done here is they've put this on a blacklist. That's essentially whenever somebody tries to send from this wallet, the contract will check the blacklist first and then say, nope, this wallet's on the blacklist. Denied. Declined. You can't Now, if this is real uh, organized crime, the chances are pretty good that they're going to look up the names of the people that work at Center. Mm-hmm. They're going to find some, uh, you know, a couple of people that they think are good targets. Mm. They're going to go there and they're mm-hmm. going to get those people to... If this is a, how much money is this? One hundred thousand eh. dollars. Um, this may not be worth it for that kind of tr- that mm-hmm. kind of money, but maybe it is. And they're going to go there. They're going to tell those people, "Hey, you're going to go there, and you're going to take care of it." They're going to hold whatever they need to hold over their head, mm-hmm. and it may not be pretty. They may be doing some babysitting that night, for instance, mm. right? And that person's going to go unlock the account for the briefest period of time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they're going to move their money out and then they'll lock it back up and get or just leave it alone and just walk out or whatever the heck happens mm. right and that could happen what if you're under duress in that circumstance you're not going to be arrested mm. 
Yeah. I mean, they did law enforcement a favor or whatever. I don't know if it was a court order. Presumably it was. But uh, they got this. Well, law enforcement doesn't give a damn if you die in their service. We've got story after story after story after story after story where they just don't mind that you die while they go ahead and um, you know prosecute their drug war or whatever. So the appropriate uh, thing to take away from this is that if you thought your stable coins were safe, they are not. That uh, I did a quick you know bit of research on this, and there was an article over at BitcoinTalk.org claiming that all the major stable coins have this ability uh, that are on the Ethereum network. So whether it's the Tether or USDC or whatever, the only one that he that he said doesn't have this is Dai DAI, which is sort of like a decentralized stable stable coin, which is an interesting concept on its own. More coming up. We'll talk about Native American. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program, and it's open phones as always here, where you can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever is on your mind with you in the studio, Ian. And Mark. Uh, The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Mark, there's been a pretty big news story about the Supreme Court ruling that uh, Native American territory apparently is extending beyond where some people had originally thought. What's going on? Yeah, um, if you understand all of this, you tell me. But here it is from USA Today. Washington, the Supreme Court ruled Thursday, just in case you wondered, that's today, Mm -hmm. that the eastern half of Oklahoma can be considered Native American territory, a decision the state warned could create civil, criminal, and regulatory turmoil. And I think that's that's probably a pretty fair estimate as to what uh, could very well happen in this circumstance. So you that, said this includes Tulsa, is that right? Yeah, uh, big cities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bartlesville, which we're on on Saturdays. Yep, that sounds right. Yep. The justices considered the issue for the second time after failing to decide uh, the, a different case last year when Gors- Gorsuch was recused and the court likely deadlocked. Mm. So the uh, 5-4 decision today was written by Neil Gorsuch and joined by the four the court's four liberal justices, all right? So everybody is always blaming this uh the the chief justice there whatever his name is, is I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's down here later in the article. Mm-hmm. But um they're always blaming him for siding with the liberals, but here Gorsuch does. And sometimes libertarians do. Now I'm not saying Gorsuch is a card-carrying libertarian or anything like that. But Yeah, no way. 
I will go ahead and say he's probably one of the more libertarian justices. So does this also include uh, other nearby states? Kansas is bordering? No. No. So it's just Oklahoma. The case concerned an appeal from Jim C. McGirt, a Native American who claimed his state rape conviction from 1997 should be overturned because Oklahoma lacked jurisdiction. Congress, Hmm. his lawyer, um, uh, Congress, his lawyer, Ian uh, Gershorn, said never properly terminated the reservation. During oral arguments in May, the justices reached back to 1907 to determine whether Congress, using imprecise language, failed to disestablish the 1866 boundaries of the reservation. If so, virtually half of Oklahoma, home to 1.8 million residents, including Tulsa, where uh, President Donald Trump recently held a controversial campaign rally and amid a global pandemic, would remain subject to federal uh, criminal laws. Let's see. Um, so it's virtually half Indian of Oklahoma would remain subject to federal criminal laws. I don't know would, exactly would what that they're mean, trying to communicate there. So as I understand it, it would become a... Uh, essentially a large Indian reservation, and therefore federal yes. law applies there in a way that it didn't previously. I think what they're trying to say is is that it would, um, as opposed to remain subject to federal criminal law, because if half remains subject to federal criminal law, then the other half does not. But that's the, fa- the half that remains is not notable. It's the half that does not that changes. Anyway, we do not pretend to foretell the future. And we proceed well aware of the potential for cost and conflict around jurisdictional boundaries, especially ones that have gone unappreciated for so long, Gorsuch wrote. wrote. But it is unclear why pessimism should rule the day. With the passage of time, Oklahoma and its tribes have proven they can work successfully together as partners. The federal government promised the Muscogee Creek uh, Nation a reservation in perpetuity, Gorsuch wrote. Mm Adding that while Congress has diminished the sanctuary over time, lawmakers had never withdrawn the promised reservation. As a result, many of the arguments before us today follow a sadly familiar pattern. Yes, promises were made, but the price of keeping them became too great, and so now we should just cast a blind eye. We reject that thinking. Hmm. The court suggests... Um, excuse me, I, I, I saw something bolded here, so I didn't read it. Chief Justice John Roberts, in a dissenting opinion, said that Congress had made no attempt to conceal its intention to disestablish reservation lands. I would agree with him on that statement. That doesn't mean that I would, vo- uh, would, you know, would vote with him, but mm-hmm. I do agree that Congress made its, uh, its mm, likely criminal intentions very clear. Mm. The court suggests that Congress sought to tiptoe at the edge of dis- uh, disestablishment, Roberts wrote. Excuse me, the court suggests that the Congress tiptoed, right? Quite the opposite. Through an open, concerted effort, Congress did what it set out to do, transform a reservation into a state. The state's solicitor general... This is still the dissenting opinion you're reading? Yeah, the, well, that that was. That all was. Now we're moving on to something okay. else. The state's solicitor general, Matham... Masingani had warned in May that a ruling for Native Americans could require the release of more than 1,700 inmates Hmm. that didn't sit well with several justices who feared a chaotic overhaul of long-decided criminal cases. What makes this case hard is that there have been hundreds, hundreds of prosecutions, some very heinous offenses of state law. On your, your view, they would all become undone. Associate uh, Justice Chief, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg told Gishhorn. So, does that matter? 
I mean, that's a practical argument in a um, an argument of law. Like either it was what Congress did was legal or illegal. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are some bad men might get free. So what? That's not, you know, that's like that is the pro- that's a problem that you all have to work out. Mm-hmm. But Congress, if they broke their rules, needs to be held to account. And even if it was in 1907, even if it was more than 100 years wow. ago, yeah. it doesn't a make a time. difference. It doesn't matter if the worst criminal in the world, you know, Hitler's uh, meaner, younger brother is sitting in mm-hmm. prison in uh, Oklahoma. That is not a reason to vote against this. That's specious. Yeah. Uh, and apparently this was voted uh, in favor, and so therefore those cases, should they appeal, they could be overturned, right? Or should those cases be brought forth, uh, right. they could be overturned. Basically, the argument, as I understand it, is, well, Congress cut corners and they didn't do this the, the legal way of dis, uh, what was it disestablishing the Indian Reservation right. and turning it into a state, and so therefore... All of these prosecutions have been done under false pretense, under you know false jurisdiction. In theory, if they had done it right, uh, whatever process they needed to do, and this was an Indian reservation, and somebody committed, a, I think it was a rape, was uh, the original crime. Well, there's lots uh, of heinous crimes. But the yeah. original one that was the was case a was yeah. a rape, and somebody committed a rape on the Indian reservation, then they would have to prosecute. And Republicans, remember, settle down for a second, stop hyperventilating, hold on, hold on. Remember, we're a nation of laws. And when we find out that a law was written poorly or inaccurately or somehow didn't do what it was supposed to do, then we go back and correct that. Not always. Remember, that's what a nation of law does. You should be supporting this. Mm-hmm. You should be on the side of the liberal justices here. Mm-hmm. Not this nonsense that's like, oh, well, I don't think this is good. This sounds like they're going to release criminals. Hey, look, you can... P- propose to keep That's the criminals. a utilitarian argument, right? It's a utilitarian argument, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now, who knows how they're going to deal with these criminals? I don't have any idea. I'm not Most rooting. of them are probably really old by now. I'm not rooting <laughs> for any of these criminals to uh, get out. But at the same time, yeah. I would say that in all likelihood, remember, the people who commit crimes are generally males mm-hmm. between the ages of 14 and 28. Yeah, and I would think that in this case, now, I, I, I'm not an attorney, so this is not a legal uh, opinion or anything like that, but I would think that if, let's say, a rape or murder, these are some of the more heinous acts out there, presumably there are either no uh, limits on that as far as the, uh, I'm, I'm losing the, the term that... Uh, uh, the statute of limitations. statute of limitations, yeah, thank you. The statute of limitations, I would imagine, is pretty lengthy on a murder charge, so if... They overturned some guy's conviction because Oklahoma got the conviction and it should have been the Indian tribe. Then, in theory, they could be retried under the Indian tribe, couldn't they? Yeah, I wouldn't propose to know what the you know what's going to happen here, but I would say that. But if there is no statute of limitations on murder, then they could rebring those charges, right? I, well, you're ask, again asking me a legal question. Yeah. I don't have an answer. I would say that it would seem that they could. If it would seem no like they could. Limitations. If not, at the very least, they could just go through a resentencing. Well, they'd uh, have to bring the charges fresh, I would think. Well, the, the 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 trial already occurred. What if they have to do a retrial? So what? That's what I mean. They'd probably so have what? to do a retrial. Uh, 855-450 free. And then for the rest of them, they've probably ex- exceeded their statute of limitations. And let them out. Whatever. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You may join us here. The toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 
855-450-3733 in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. The Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of their relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I, Project.org. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts, whether you want to talk about the Native American reservation in Oklahoma expanding to include a large swath of the eastern part of the state, according to a recent Supreme Court decision, which is going to change things in that uh, particular area of the country. What's that going to mean in the long and short run? You're welcome to weigh in on that conversation or bring up whatever you want. Phil is on the line calling from the Bay Area. I don't know if that's uh, are you in California, Phil. Is it that Bay Area? That would be San Francisco Bay Area. Today. Welcome. You're on the air. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to share a story that happened to me today. Um, I was picking up a salad at Wendy's mm-hmm. uh, here in the Bay Area, and I get up to the window, and the lady's like, uh, put on a mask, just like that. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, no, thanks. And I drove off. So. This mask thing is just getting. Hold on, hold on. Just to just, just to clarify, so, before you go yeah. on, before you go on, are you saying you drove off without receiving the food that you'd ordered? Oh, I, I did. I wasn't. It was in a drive-through. I was in a car. Mm-hmm. I didn't go inside, which I understand. If I went inside, and that's right, the, it's a completely different you know, story. But I mean, no, just you, you're just to, just to clarify, you didn't give her money. She didn't give you the food. You just you bailed at that point. Yeah, I, I said this is. I said no, thank you, and okay. I drove off. I wasn't rude about it. it was, she's just doing what she's told, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. You know, that's they, they put these uh, these workers at these restaurants. They make them responsible for scumbags like Gavin Newsom, all these people, these tyrants, just throwing yep. down their orders, and they expect the little guy to enforce it. Yeah, and it's they not take fair. The brunt of of the uh, the blowback from it all. Right. right. And it's just, it's, I don't, I don't give people a hard time for, you know, just doing what they're told. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody I'm knows doing. what, uh, you know, what circumstances people get infected under and what they don't at this point. I mean, it's, we're still in a real fluid state to know exactly what's true and what's not. See, now, I, I feel like you should have tried to see if you would get service. I mean, did she refuse to serve you or did she just, you know, make a statement about how she wanted you to put a mask on? And then you left. She refused service. Oh, she did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I would want to make sure that they were the ones who chose not to give the food, you know, because you'd ordered some food, right? Presumably by the time you were getting to the window, they were going to give it to you, but she didn't want to actually complete the sales, in which case that was her choice, not yours. You didn't just bail on what you owed them. Uh, she refused to hand you the food. Right. And so if we break this d- situation down, uh, cash is being going from one hand to another. It doesn't matter whether you have a mask on or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So here yeah. we're talking about airborne particles or whatever 
you know the situation is. The company apparently is not providing her with some kind of plastic uh, face shield mm-hmm. thing, which may protect her from you know spittle or something mm-hmm. like that in a, you know in a talking situation. But you know you have to presume that this sort of buildup of, of of viral particles in the air in the car makes it. Th- you know, through the window, through a, you know, the, the great wide yonder uh, th- and, and into the window and then infects her. It sounds ridiculous. It, like the presumption sounds ridiculous. It, it's just over the top. I'm, I'm hoping I'm actually coming to New Hampshire. And so I'm hoping that it's nowhere near as ridiculous as it's getting out here. I suspect that it won't be, but I am interested in your experience and the comparison. So definitely let us know uh, once you've had the chance to compare. And thank you, Phil. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. I I just wanted to make a point. I called like about two months ago because I I ran out to Utah to get away from everything for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You uh, You were the guy who escaped from California so you could go work out in Utah. Correct. Yeah. I actually, like, now I only have to travel a half hour. Hello? Has gyms open. Hello? You said I you have to travel a half hour what? To go to the gym. One one county in the whole Bay Area has gyms open right now. Ah, okay. So you don't have to go to Utah now to go work out. All right, good to know, man. Hey, definitely keep us in the loop. Appreciate hearing from me, Phil. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Also, if you're coming over to New Hampshire, be sure you get on to the Shire Society Forum over at forum.freetalklive.com. Uh, that there's a Free Talk Live subforum in there. But if you're coming to visit, it's always good to post there and let folks know when you're planning on coming up. And you know, we may already have a meeting scheduled, or we could do like a meet and greet if you're going to be coming through the Keene area. That's not uncommon uh, for us to do that. So definitely give us a heads up on that at forum.freetalklive.com. And you can just go to the forum anytime you want because there's a section there about Forkfest and and other sort of New Hampshire activisty sorts of things. So if you like a good forum, that's a good one, and it's free, of course at forum.freetalklive.com. Well, since he talked about a drive through incident, I thought he was going to talk about this apparently viral video that is going around. It's in the Reuters headlines. Or, excuse me, not Reuters. It, where is it here? This is for New York. Apologies. NBCNewYork.com. Out of Long Island, a, a guy who... One of these customers who just feels like they are you know, superior because they're wearing a mask decided to go at a woman in a Dairy Queen recently on Long Island where you're not superior to anybody if you're a Dairy Queen. He decided he is on a quest now to go after this Dairy Queen after a woman was seen preparing his uh, ice cream that he had ordered without wearing a mask. He then made an issue out of it and a manager came she up. She tell him diabetes killed more people uh, last week than COVID-19 did. <laughs> Is that true? It probably is, right? I'm absolutely yeah. certain that's true. I, I yeah. have not looked up the numbers, but frankly, COVID-19 isn't killing that many people these no. days. And it wasn't killing that many people two months ago either, all things considered. Well, uh, and, and that's even if you believe the government's inflated, fake-ass numbers. Well, uh, I don't know the answer as to how fake they are. I cannot claim that, but I can claim that... Uh, you know, the amount of deaths uh, pale in comparison to what we were threatened with. And now with the release, the deaths continue to go down in the United States. But people sure you can have... find some zip code where they go up, though. But now these people like this Dairy Queen customer, Brandon Trotta, have an excuse to be all highfalutin 
over uh, hardworking drive-through workers. The location in a town called Medford, he tells NBC New York, he asked Dairy Queen for a refund after he saw an employee who wasn't wearing a mask. A refund for a, a Sunday? Preparing ice cream five dollars for his family. When he asked to see a supervisor, the woman who came up to the window to speak to him was also not wearing a mask. He said, quote, I told the cashier I'm not going to take those. I asked if he could remake them with a mask. He brought over the manager on duty who told me she doesn't need a face mask because she's not dealing with the public, he said. Then an expletive-filled argument followed, captured by Trotta on his cell phone. The manager can be seen giving him two middle fingers as he said, You're going to be on Facebook. I hope you like it. The video soon went viral, and franchise owners launched an investigation that led to the suspension of the maskless manager. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. There's a little bit more to this story, because he went back to the Dairy Queen. We'll tell you what. The next-generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right Right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live. The mask madness continues, this time a man targeting a Dairy Queen simply because somebody didn't have a mask on while preparing his ice cream and uh, flips out about it in a drive through video. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. If you want to comment and join us, you can do that. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You can go to Bitcoin.com and you can get the latest news headlines. Maybe you want to know what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin. Get on over to Bitcoin.com. You can find those there at news.bitcoin.com. They've also got a great introductory feature to, you know, if you're brand new to the world of crypto, you can go through their Bitcoin.com uh, introductory. I think it was called the Academy. I don't know if they've renamed it, but anyway, it's they're it's always, right there at the top. Get getting started or yeah, get started. Get or, started. They're always renaming things and redesigning because they, they you know, like to keep their website looking fresh over there at Bitcoin.com. Um, get over there and start learning about cryptocurrency. So we're talking about a uh, man who decided he was going to have it out with a drive through manager at a Dairy Queen over the weekend in New York. The story coming from NBCNewYork.com. The man's name, Brandon Trotta, who uh, was interviewed by NBC New York, telling the cashier that he was not going to take the ice cream that they made without a mask and demanded that a manager remake the ice cream with a mask on. And a manager came over and basically told him to flip off uh, and gave him two middle fingers, apparently. as He, he said, got a double. As he said to her, you're going to be on Facebook. I hope you like it. At this point, the manager without the mask has been suspended by the franchise owners. But that was not enough for Mr. Trotta, who believes the woman should have been fired. She said, quote, I'm, or he said, I'm more upset the owner hasn't taken any responsibility yet since it's a franchise. So he went back to Dairy Queen on Tuesday and held up a sign to warn other customers to, quote, eat at your own risk, unquote. Some people in the drive-thru promptly got out of the line after seeing Trotta and his message. He explained, quote, people are not wearing masks and it's very unsafe. It was only a few months ago that we had 750 people die in a day in New York State. So they all need to have masks on, he said. 
How long? Forever. Right. I mean, now we have to wear the mask for the 750 dead, you troglodyte. It's the new normal, Mark. Haven't you heard? It's going to be masks till further notice. And there's no intention on any of these government bureaucrats' part to, uh, you know, unrestrict people in this way. Why would they? They've gotten away with all of this control stuff, like all of the control measures they've wanted to put into place. Uh, they've been able to get away with it, and people are cheering it on. Well, the masks are counter to the um, government's g- goals. I mean, these How's are that? because the government um, wants to track your whereabouts and can use facial gotcha. recognition. You got a software. phone in your pocket? They got all they need. Yeah, well, they're probably not. Um, they probably haven't put that together yet. Haven't put what together? The local. Governments probably have not put together uh, tracking using. No, but they can contact Google. They can if they have to. Yeah, but at this point, they don't have the database of all your movements all the time. That's true. They probably don't have. And the masks put them farther from that. I don't know if they do. And not everybody carries a cell phone. Just talked. Just dealt with a man today who doesn't carry one. Isn't that amazing? It's unusual, though. I would say most people do. Uh, As of Tuesday night, 25,000 people have died from coronavirus, according to state health officials. Daily death tolls have fallen to the single digits or low double digits compared to triple digits just three months ago. And officials have credited social distancing and face coverings in helping slow down the virus spread. Uh, While covering your face doesn't necessarily protect you from getting the coronavirus, CDC has said face masks may help prevent people who have COVID-19 from spreading it to others. But... They're not real sure. They just said it may help. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's certainly, it's not 100%. It looks like masks are helpful. There seems to be some science to say that ma- masks are helpful. Helpful, But I would err on the side of liberty in this issue, which is that you should be able to say in your business whether people have to wear masks, I agree. may wear masks, or may to wear masks. Yeah. That should be your right as a business owner. I should be able to put up a sign that says, enter at your own risk and be done with it. Right. I, I mean, what, what does enter at your own risk even mean at this point? If you can't, uh, like, big sign on the wall that says, we're not putting masks on in here. Mm-hmm. Here's a double for you, pal. All you got to do is look around when you go into a place. You can, you can assess it real fast. You pop your head in that door, look around, see how many people are wearing your precious masks. If it's not all of them or not enough of a large enough percentage for you, turn right back around and walk out and find a place that is welcoming mask people. Because most places are. I think most places are, are pandering to the mask people. They uh, they are the super majority. It appears at least by at least by the various public opinion polls. If you believe those, otherwise you have to believe your eyes when you're going out and about and looking around. And we had somebody just say yesterday they were at a Walmart here in town and that was like a hundred percent mask. Hmm. Well, I was at a bar here in town uh, getting my chicken wings before I arrived. Yep. And which bar? Um, at the Brick House. Okay. Yep. What did you see? Votes Libertarian, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he uh, the. The staff was wearing masks. Mm-hmm. The customers weren't. Yep. I mean, it's a it's a bar, right? They're consuming alcohol and uh, they're consuming beer and chicken right. wings and pizza. And by the way, best chicken wings and pizza in town. Thank goodness that we're able to actually go back to bars here in New Hampshire. A bunch of states have reversed their course to the so-called reopening and they've done an about face and they've said, no, no. 
After initially saying you could reopen your bars, nope, nope, now you got to close them again. Yeah, we were supposed to leave uh, very soon for our trip to mm-hmm. Las Vegas. That's right. Which yeah, we is would not happening in three days. Right, that. which is not happening as a result of Vegas locking back down. Yep. Um, I think Florida has also uh, locked up some of the uh, bars, I believe, down there as well, and other states. And the that thing I don't is, recall. is that I get the concern that people have. But if you want to try this experiment in freedom, this revolutionary new notion that people should be able to decide what happens in their lives so long as they're not intentionally harming other people, if you want to participate in that, you've got to let people open their businesses, even if Mm -hmm. COVID-19 is spreading more in the United States than it is in other places, even if there's more cases. Well, that's if you believe in freedom. Even if you're rooting for more deaths and every day they elude you, even Mm. if you would just love to see enough people die so that the unemployment numbers are bad enough so that finally my crooked old pervert gets in and gets that other crooked old (laughs) pervert out. Gosh darn it. Why isn't this COVID killing more people? That's what they're all about. These people that are all about the masks, these Democrats that have turned this, and and Republicans, by the way, just as bad, that have turned this into a political football, but the Democrats have ended up on the pro-death side. They're like, pro-death? That's what, look, man. They're all acting like they're concerned about uh, death. They want people to wear masks. But the deaths are going down. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, if I I go on Facebook and I post every single week the numbers of deaths, Uh and you'd think I was spitting in Jesus's face. Why? Because they want people to die, apparently. What do they say? They that you know that I'm not looking at the numbers right. That I'm um, you know parsing them just on a national basis. Uh-huh. I'm not looking at localities. That uh, they'll be. It, it takes three weeks lag. It's been three weeks. It takes three more weeks. But what is it that they're saying that makes you think they want people to die? The numbers. Wh- why are they upset? I don't know. I don't watch Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Well, I don't know what you're seeing. What make, I, I only make factual statements. There has not been a okay, second so you, spikes in deaths. So you post some numbers. And they say things to you that yes. make you believe they want to see more death? Well, why would somebody be angry if you show the number of deaths and mm-hmm. say there hasn't been a second spike? Mm. Um, I don't know what they're saying to you, so I don't know why I'm they're I'm telling angry. you that they're upset that I would go so far as to say that there aren't more deaths. So you're saying they the believe... The audacity of saying it! There's more cases! Well, why aren't there more deaths? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't know anything. You're a lay person. Well, mm. can you explain it to me? And if I'm not, if I'm a lay person, does that mean you're an expert? Can I don't you tell know me if what that you're... means that the person wants to see more deaths. I think that may. I don't mean think that they, that they believe... would ever come out of their mouth and say no, that they want not. more deaths. But, but if you get angry when somebody says that there hasn't been a spike in deaths, you mm-hmm. sound very much like somebody who is angry that there hasn't been a second spike in deaths. Yeah, I mean, I can see why you would extrapolate that. I don't know if that's what's going on here. It may simply be that they believe that there are more deaths than are being counted or something and they are upset because you don't believe the same thing uh, but These i don't know the if they would say they center want for disease deaths. control numbers i'm yeah. not making anything up here yeah. well they are but uh 855-450 free that's 855-450-3733 your comment on mask world it's free talk live It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm in the studio here with you tonight. It's Ian. 
And Mark. And don't forget, you can visit us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got archives that go back for well over a decade, all completely free. So please enjoy at freetalklive.com. We've been talking about people getting all crazy over masks. Some guy flipping out on a uh, Dairy Queen drive through recently in New York. And a breathless news report uh, uh, done by... Actually, the link to it isn't in here right now. Here it is. Okay, CW News. Apparently, CW is one of these uh, syndicated cable channels or something like that. Okay. And they've got a report about what happened in Las Vegas or just outside uh, of Las Vegas where a desert rave. Apparently, it didn't stay there. What what's that? What happened there? Oh, what well, was just outside of uh, of Las Vegas? Okay, it was so in the beyond in, beyond the boundaries. I think so. Yeah, it was the in the desert. Of silence surrounding Las Vegas. Yep, uh, it was apparently in the desert outside of uh, Las Vegas here, and I'm just going to play the audio from this particular news clip, so you have some idea of just how this stuff is being reported. Here it is from CW news at least what i thought was going to play there we go in the middle of the desert on the 4th of july defying orders by governor sisolak hundreds gathered in an empty north las vegas lot for a night of music dancing and no social distancing <gasps> Steve sisolak warned businesses heading My into the holiday weekend God. to comply with the state's health standards while urging residents not to meet up in big groups but as News 3 found out, masks and social distancing were not part of the celebration last night in the Las Vegas desert. News 3's Lauren Clark is here now in studio with the exclusive story. My well, Gerard, News 3 received a tip that Shock. a large as a rave was planned for the 4th of July. Promotions for the event were all over social media, too. So but somebody on the many Facebook that and sent Instagram a snitch report. About the rave, there was no mention of COVID-19 safety guidelines. Apparently, so we decided to the pause button doesn't work on this. Let's let him talk. And directed attendees not to post about it on social media. News 3 arrived to find a crowd of hundreds of people dancing like you see right there while we observe from a safe distance. No one appeared to be wearing masks nor practicing social distancing despite the directions from the governor and health professionals. Now, social media this morning is also a buzzing with rave videos and pictures from the event. As you saw, among them was a video posted by a vendor there. A public health expert, Dr. Christina Madison, says this behavior is pretty (laughs) risky during this time. Try not to do these large group gatherings because it's a super spreader event. Just waiting to happen. Super spreader. Take responsibility for yourself. Do not spread this to others. Do not fill up our ERs and our ICUs and get (laughs) which didn't happen. Where they have to require a ventilator. Please, I'm. How long ago was it? It was July fourth. Urges anyone who was there at that rave to get tested for COVID-19. At this point, presumably they could be. You know, still non-symptomatic. They could, they could be. They um, could be. Uh, so but I'm, look, out of all the that, gatherings that have happened that's here, that's the thing is, is that to, to be clear, Ian, right? Yeah. Um, on the other side, if you know nobody or five percent of these people end up in uh, going to the hospital, mm-hmm. there'll be no apology. Uh, issued by whomever that woman was mm-hmm. uh, saying don't get together now when you're outside that it's supposedly it's about viral load in a contained area this was an outdoor rave so you know i don't know what the wind conditions were like there mm-hmm. but if there was any breeze at all even an intermittent breeze it's basically blowing it away every single time hmm. 
Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm just repeating what the doctors on the news say. And at some point or another, we have to come up with, uh, you know, some kind of protocols. Maybe, oh, I got an idea. We'll come up with the protocols on November the 8th when we finally get Trump out of office. Until then, you better social distance. And I hope more people die from Corona. Now, there was an interesting detail in the printed version of this story that I don't think made it into, or maybe it was in the very end of the the, uh, the piece, but no state business license for the company behind the rave was found. My God. So that means that whoever organized this rave doesn't have the typical uh, fulcrum pr- uh, pressure point that all other companies in most states have, meaning that what we've seen happen is the state threaten will their, threaten right, they, they threaten their license. to pull a business license. Well, these guys are just rave promoters. They didn't ask for permission to promote a rave. They put together a rave in the desert. They threw it. They kept the location quiet until you purchased a ticket, and they got away with it. Apparently. So kudos to them for actually putting something on that that actually appeared to attract hundreds of individuals. The video uh, provided at a safe remove from the the news media definitely made it look like it was pretty good rave. And this is you know, this is the sort of thing that Obamacare brings. Now, when you can force somebody to uh, pay for medical insurance, Mm. you can force them to stay home. You can. In a country that has habeas corpus, where you, in order to incarcerate somebody, have to deliver a body of evidence. In a country where you have habeas corpus, you can incarcerate the whole nation because you're scared. And that Mm -hmm. is terrifying. That means the entire American experiment is over. Well, it should be over. Just walk away and secede it to the commies because they've already secede. got it. I want to secede, but not to the commies. I think uh, New Hampshire should secede and actually be a free place. Yeah, that's that not, could happen. Uh, it, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, if you want to secede to the commies, then California can secede and all the commies should go there. But uh, one Reddit user commented... Now, the commies don't like the places that they live because they oh, suck. Oh, California's a nice place. California's a nice place, yeah, but pretty... people are moving out, not in. The commies aren't moving out, right? Like, isn't it the people that want to get away from the commies? Ask the people in Montana yeah, and Texas point. and good Nevada point. and these sorts of things that the commies are moving out of, uh, of well, California. Well, the news of the illegal rave, according to edmtunes.com, so this website actually is Electric not... Electric Dance... Music, music, yeah, tunes. So this is a a, a rave, uh, you know, website that is commenting here now. News of the rave generated lengthy discussion on r slash aves subreddit on Monday. One Reddit user commented, "Quote: This gives the rave community such a bad look. Okay. Stay home, y'all. If not, raves and festivals will not be happening anytime soon." And uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, she is a, a pretty big raver, and, and her, her new husband also, he's a DJ, and they're both pretty frustrated with the rave scene because, well, it's full of a bunch of uh, leftist, socialist Plur, though. Uh, they, they, they believe in, what is it, peace, love, unity, and respect, unless you disagree with them, like yeah. any damn leftist. <laughs> right. And so the rave community is, of course, going completely bonkers, uh, you know, over following all the mask orders 
orders and being totally obedient and it's just it's frustrating you know for any freedom lovers who happen to be you know remaining in that particular community but apparently there were enough of them to throw a pretty awesome looking rave outside in vegas and now they're being shamed by their fellow ravers on the internet over it in fact even vice news was shaming underground raves they did a vice she ain't what she used to be no no they did an underground uh, rave report on some underground raves happening in the uk where they interviewed a couple of the rave promoters the promoters were wearing masks to protect their identities but the vice reporter actually is shaming them in the in the clip for even doing what they're doing so to have vice which has always been this you know historically this news an opinion place that seems to sort of outliers seems to support things like raves and you know fun stuff like that well not anymore now anything that goes against the health recommendations of the state shall not be questioned not even on vice which uh you know, things change, I guess. Indeed, mass gatherings included the desert rave with people not wearing masks, according to the story here, or staying six feet apart from each other are high risk for spreading the virus, which leads to halting reopening plans and puts legally organized events at risk of not happening in 2020. Namely, Electric Daisy Carnival at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which is the most massive dance music festival and was rescheduled for October 2nd to 4th. So they're actually blaming the underground rave for delaying the above ground rave. how would that be so either the above ground rave is safe to go to or it's not by the state standard Mm -hmm. so the presence of this underground rave should be inconsequential unless the government runs its uh its departments like a kindergarten teacher that's like every i heard some talking while i was looking at the board everybody put your head (laughs) on your desk yeah I Everybody mean, had that experience in government school, didn't God, they? God, what? I mean, I had that in, in private yeah. school, too. Yeah. It's, it, believe me, it is not uh, relegated to, to government school. This is just what people who have no control over what they're trying to do, uh, trying to assert control. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. They say that as coronavirus numbers surge in places not practicing social distancing and mask wearing, keep in mind that instant gratification jeopardizes the satisfaction of a legally organized premier production like EDC Las Vegas. We'll cancel your other rave even if you don't want to go to it. <laughs> uh, there's more on the way here. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour three. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to mark warden from porcupine real estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your new hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farm city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage there are homes in all price ranges in new hampshire and mark can help with financing too invest in liberty and property mark warden can help porcupinerealestate.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want right here. Toll-free numbers, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. There's lots of interesting news to discuss here. Of course, plenty of time for your calls and thoughts. Coming up, a small town in Washington State is issuing their own wooden banknotes. We'll tell you what that means coming up here in just a little bit. But, Mark, you had a story, international piece out of China, apparently outlawing activism globally. What is going on? From Axios.com, 
With new security law, China outlaws global activism. The draconian security law that Beijing forced upon Hong Kong last week contains an article making it illegal for anyone in the world to promote democratic reform for Hong Kong. (laughs) All right. So, like... You know, I don't I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I don't know what how COVID-19 was created or came into being. But I can tell you the Chinese government have, has used the cover of COVID-19 to destroy any hope there is for Hong Kong. That's it. I, I'm ladies and gentlemen, it's already over hmm. there. Hong Kong is not the place that you thought it was a few years ago. It is over. Okay, now it cannot be undone. It is gone. It's like Macau Hmm. gone. The last little bastion for Chinese people to go and and have some modicum of uh, modern democracy or Mm -hmm. freedom or whatever it is, is in Taiwan or Formosa or whatever you want to call the place. And that's it. China is expanding. It's expanding its borders on multiple fronts. Mm. It's at war with, uh, you know, basically going, attempting to go to war with with India. Um, it's it's oppressing Uyghurs. Really? Yeah. I'm, wow. China is bad, bad news. Jeez, I had not heard about the India war. What's going on with that? There's a there's a uh, the people have died. Uh, their, their soldiers have died really? in conflicts on the border over this worthless bit of land. India's like, I'm, we're not letting you just walk in here and take this stuff. Mm-hmm. And China's like, we're walking uh-huh. in and taking that stuff. Mm. And they continue to expand. They will use soft money in Africa, but they'll use hard bullets around the world. Um, wow. the, I had a friend report, he was in, I can't remember the name of the country, but like Kazakhstan, I don't know where it mm-hmm. was, but on the border with China and the people, the locals, you know, there was this big smoke on the horizon and the locals were saying, yeah, that's where China is taking our land. Hmm. And they were just saying it. And it appears to be happening all along their borders. And nobody can do anything about it except the United States who has no... Uh, stomach to do anything about it. And I'm not a- I'm advocating for that. But what I would advocate for, if you'd like me to advocate for something, is let the Hong Kongers come here. Mm-hmm. Let any of them that want to, I mean, just go take a look at Hong Kong. It's very successful. You went there last year. They don't have a social, year, right? social safety net mm-hmm. or anything like that that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I paid for doctor's visits out of my own pocket. But you're a tourist. They didn't suggest that there was anything other than that. Hmm. They had their prices on the wall. Okay. So I suggest that they're you're paying, uh, you know, yeah, I say there's you know, they're they're hard workers and they understand what liberty brings. So let them come here and make our lives better. Hey, I mm-hmm. got a crazy idea. Give them some of those houses that went to hell in uh, 2007 and 2008, 2009. Just let them have them. I mean, these how many towns have pieces of property? that are just deteriorating that they don't know what to do with. Let them yeah. have that. Move They'll start, to Detroit. Paying, start paying taxes on Move it. Move into Berlin, New Hampshire. <laughs> it could absolutely happen. Now, that's just a that's just a wild suggestion that uh, municipalities could take on. Well, I mean, that would help uh, the Chinese as well. You get the activists out. They're not going to cause you any problems anymore, right? You can totally rule over the place. You don't have to deal with those pesky activists because yep. you sent them to the United States. Let the yellows go. Let the blues stay and everything will be fine. And 
That's what China wants. China wants the name Hong Kong. They want the control over the area. They have this big celebration coming up in the mid-century, mid-21st century, and they intend to be unified for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Taiwan is next. I don't know what's going to happen. What about Saipan? Why not? Mm. It's never been controlled by um, China, so really? I doubt that it, they would ever consider it to be theirs. Interesting. But they would, you know, there's already communist, China, Chinese Communist Party companies mm-hmm. at work in Saipan right. being funded by the Chinese government. And, and Saipan, by Saipan, what I mean is America. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Mariana Islands. Right. Yeah. There are. Where you are a resident. Yep. Yeah. The, 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 they're, they're happening. It's happening right now. You can go there and look. And these people got Chinese passports, and they're doing business, and, you know, it's why? Because America's not doing business there. So, I did pull up a story about this, Mark, the, the border conflict that you're referring to. This is uh, aljazeera.com reporting. On the evening of June 15th, hundreds of Indian and Chinese troops laid aside their arms and took on each other in a brawl on the <laughs> ridge of a mountain in Ladakh. A desolate high-altitude plateau in the northeast Kashmir, the clashes in which clubs and stones were used, left a bloody trail of dead and wounded soldiers on a frontier that had not seen such violence in the last 45 years. And as India buried 20 slain soldiers from that fight, it began to contend with a high political cost of its ill-thought-out actions in the Himalayan region. India's unilateral action to revoke the special status of the disputed territory of Kashmir in August 2019 was intended in the grand strategy of its Hindu nationalist prime minister, Narendra Modi, to usher in, quote, peace and development, unquote, in the rest of state. What has resulted from it instead is a never-before-seen military confrontation between three nuclear powers, China, India, and Pakistan. Mm. And the terrifying prospect of a whole region descending into the hellish vortex of war, mass suffering, and widespread economic chaos. For nearly 70 years, a tacit understanding of sorts had kept the three countries, all of which hold portions of the land of Kashmir, from doing anything drastic to bring about a change to its fragile status quo. But India upended the agreement by annulling the autonomy and cutting the state into two halves. And as a result, the region, described once by former U.S. President Bill Clinton as, quote, the most dangerous place in the world, unquote, descended into a free-for-all. That was more than 20 years ago. In early May, a large contingent of Chinese troops crossed an ill-defined border that separates the two countries in Ladakh and hunkered down in trenches and camps with a large range of artillery guns and heavy equipment flanking the troop encampment. The Chinese intrusion provided a peak into the contours of a new strategic competition unfolding on the roof of the world. In the last decade or so, India has been bolstering its defense facilities across a wide swath of the forbidding glacial landscape with the construction of roads, bridges, tunnels, and a large airbase. After the annexation last year, the Indian political leadership has been making open threats to capture Gilgit Baltistan, the northern area of Kashmir that went with Pakistan in 1947. What seemed to have forced China's hand was the fear that its $60 billion investment in the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, part of China's Belt and Road Initiative that wound through Gilgit-Balistan, could become a victim of any major Indian military thrust into the region. The Chinese move was to forestall any such Indian assault. So it sounds like from the analysis here at Al Jazeera that it was India that made the first move in this particular conflict. I wonder if Al Jazeera has a bias towards Muslims. The face-off between China and Indian troops in Ladakh might eventually turn out to be only a sideshow to what 
could become a much bigger military confrontation this year between India and Pakistan along their border in Kashmir. Yeah, I've seen a long interview on this particular topic. I mean, it was 50 minutes long Mm -hmm. uh, where different sides presented their cases. And while I wouldn't say I have the greatest, uh, you know, understanding of it, I would also say that, you know, any any attempt to absolve China Mm -hmm. from, um, you know, their opportunism here uh, is misplaced. Okay, I mean, China's expanding in every border, China, South Mm -hmm. China Sea, up, um, you know, into the, you know, the old stand countries, uh, Mongolia. I mean, like every place they are, every place there's a Chinese border, there's a conflict. Mm. That, but every place that there's an Indian border, there isn't. Yeah, they have a lot of problems with Pakistan and um, um, shoot that other Muslim country that the other side. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. So there's some information there uh, from Al Jazeera, which is you know, fairly well respected. Uh, global news organization but obviously everything's got its slant you can join us here and share your thoughts whether it's international or right down home this is free talk live this is free talk live and you can bring up whatever you want you can bring up anything on free talk live the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 here in the studio tonight it's ian and mark and uh mark tell me why is it important to advertise during a time when no one else seems to be doing it well um historically it's proven to be a pretty successful system i mean if your com- competition has decided they're not going to advertise because times are tough mm-hmm and you're the only one who's advertising, yeah, maybe sales are lower right now. But that doesn't mean that they won't come back at some point in the future. And when they do, you might be the top one if you've been advertising. You'll be top of mind. You'll you be mean. much more so. Yeah. You've replaced everybody else's, um, else in the whole you know scenario. So uh, it's a good idea. Are there any better deals available right now? Right now at Free Talk Live, we have COVID-19 specials. All right. <laughs> are we exploiting this for our benefit? Absolutely not. Uh, we, you know, the <laughs> fact is, is that sales are down. They're down. Everywhere. That. Yeah. It's yeah. not just Free Talk it's, Live. Yeah. It's oh, everywhere. believe me, it's not just Free Talk Live. It's industry-wide. Free yeah. Talk Live Not just probably, radio industry, but advertising, period. Yeah. Uh, Internet free, ads, free Talk Live's probably TV. doing better for its long-term commitments mm-hmm. from advertisers. Um, Bitcoin.com still with us. Yeah, Bitcoin.com, yeah. Intercoin, yeah. Divi. Um, these they've been with us for some time. Yep. So if uh, folks do want to advertise, what, what do they do? Just get a hold of. Well, go, go to my sales manager. You know, rather than sending me an email at marketfreetalklive.com, you could do that. But I'm just going to forward it on to Matthew at Matthew at freetalklive.com. So and he'll take care of it. Yeah, he'll take care of it. All right. So our number here eight fifty five four fifty free. We were talking about China got off sidetracked on this conflict on the border, which I didn't know was going on. The chat room's giving me a hard time over it. I'm like, hey man, I don't even know what's happening in Keene, New Hampshire, <laughs> half the time. Uh, I barely know what's going on around me in the immediate vicinity, let alone an entire world away. Uh, But this conflict has been raging, apparently, on the border between India and China and also Pakistan. Uh, But what led to that conversation was you talking about a a new law in China that is prohibiting the activism or uh, the activism of supporting Hong Kong, basically. Supporting Hong Kong freedom anywhere in the world by anybody. No, I thought it was to supporting democracy, which is not the same thing as freedom. I understand, but they're calling it that there. Like, if I am in support of abolishing the state, is that illegal in China, or is it only if I'm in favor of democracy for for Hong Kong? 
I mean, I mean, I don't have any. I, I am not a uh, Hong Kong lawyer, but I'll just go ahead and say this: that whatever passes for democracy in any of the westernized, uh, you know, countries around the world is better than what goes on in China. Okay. So, um, here it goes from Axios. Why it matters. China has long sought to crush organized dissent abroad through quiet threats and coercion. Now it has codified that practice into law, potentially forcing people and companies around the world to choose between speaking freely and ever stepping foot in Hong Kong again. Hmm. What's happening? Article 38 of the National Security Law states this law shall apply to offenses under this law committed against the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region from outside the region by a person who is not a permanent resident of the region. That's you, Ian. They have just passed a law that says that you cannot support Hong Kong independence. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or you, who has actually been to Hong Kong. And, and so, taking pictures with activists wearing Guy Fox masks and yeah, that's flying. clear support. Yeah, holding yellow uh, umbrellas. And so you're done. You can't go back. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'll probably well, go back they, anyway. If they know who you are, they could snatch you up at the airport, right? They could. That would probably be really great for Free Talk Live, wouldn't it? I don't know if that would be great for Free Talk Live. I mean, to lose you to some sort of government re-education camp, they're going to throw you in there with the the Uyghurs in northwest China. We'll never see you again. I suspect not. Okay. That's awfully optimistic for a uh, country uh, with a bunch of uh, re-education camps in it. Well, well, what would you say should be done to China if they did that? As far as if they put you in a prison cell? What kind of retaliation would you be for? If they put you in a prison cell? I would tell you, man, you shouldn't have gone there and done that. Well, Hong Kong's pretty nice. Uh, there's yeah, a sure. fishing village that I'd like to take my wife to that's down mm. on the end of it. Well, she can I, go. You can't. I, dra- I hiked Dragon back um, yeah. the, earlier this year, and it was awesome. And I would like to share that experience with my mm-hmm. spouse. And then I would like to go to this little fishing village and yeah. enjoy a, a couple of days. Sorry, that's probably not going to be a possibility. Unless you want to risk going to prison. And just for simply going into a fishing village. I don't know if that's worth the risk. I mean, I certainly don't support, you know, taxing people to send in the military to come get you out of China because you went there when you were aware that you weren't wanted. You know, like, I I mean, I think the whole world should be free, but it's not. And so if some criminal enterprise is threatening violence against you, if you set foot within their territory... I'm not really sure what the benefit is of setting foot within their territory in that case. I mean, we got enough problems with the criminal gang around here, and you can at least have a chance of fighting them because you can, you know, speak the same language as the courts and the attorneys. Uh, But you're going to have a whole hell of a lot of a worse time in a place like China. I'd rather deal with the criminal gang here than the criminal gang in China any old day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I, I consider the criminal gang here good guys compared to the criminal gang in China. Hmm. I hope that that comes across clearly. Mm-hmm. I don't support war, yeah. but it's coming. You think war between China and the U.S.? There's no getting out. Are you this ignorant of the situation? Who has uh, has pledged to protect Taiwan, Ian? I presume the United States government. And what did I say was next? You said Taiwan was next. Okay. Do you have any information that suggests that that's not true? I don't know anything about it, so I'll take your word for it. I, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But it doesn't seem like China's best interest is to attack their number one customer. They're not going to attack the United States. They're going to attack Taiwan, and mm-hmm. then the United States will have to retaliate. Maybe. Well, they may not. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then what? And then what benefit is wrought? 
another you know, what yet yeah, one more relatively free place in the world falls to the china mm-hmm. uh, chinese communist party at what point does somebody stand up and say this is this is quite enough thank I, I you winnie the pooh i guess that would be uh, taiwan's role to stand up and say taiwan this is can't no. have you looked at a, have a map they're of china yeah. versus formosa yeah they're small yeah it's going to be very difficult I, the I reason don't know what that they you. have the I mean, relationship with the United what I'm saying is is the problem here was Nixon in the first place opening up China and giving them and then Bill Clinton Clinton giving them preferred trading status and all mm-hmm. this stuff. They should have never done business with these criminals in the first place. This is what I this is the problem that I have well, there with was free a, trade because it's not free trade when you're not free to trade. Well, but who are we talking to who said I don't remember who it was, but some caller had been, I don't know if it was Gene the Christian anarchist, but somebody was explaining to us that there was a time. Oh no, it was um it was Lily. Lily the uh the early mover or not early mover but the mover. Lily Tang. Yeah, Lily Tang Williams from Colorado or originally from I think Beijing was talking about how there was a time frame in the last 30 years where there was actually some semblance of business freedom in China, where mm-hmm. not every company was being run by the Chinese communist government, that you could actually launch a company privately, essentially, in China in that time frame. And that is one of the reasons why they became so economically strong, because right, they were now, letting off. And that's changing now, with right. the government coming, uh, this new... The government's coming in and sweeping it all up, because Xi Jinping guy. has made yeah. deals with the militants in order to secure his uh, position. And yeah. it's unfortunate, but I don't know what to do about it. But the, it seems really dangerous. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever you want. And uh, unfortunately, the U.S. government has made all these stupid interlocking agreements with other governments around the world, and they never should have done that. Uh, so there's more coming up here. This is... Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Just keep in mind, if you do support the resistance in Hong Kong verbally or in some sort of traceable way, you may be put on a blacklist and disappeared if you try to enter the place known as China or Hong Kong. Uh, that's at least the news that you're sharing with us here tonight, Mark. The toll-free number, if you want to weigh in, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Also, we've got the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn. .fm. You can hop into one of those and you will sound like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Did you want to share more from this story? Or do we get? Yeah, the, uh, going the, on the here with the Axios, uh, Axios says, in other words, every provision of the law applies to everyone outside of Hong Kong, including you. 
Mm-hmm. Several experts in Chinese and international law confirm this interpretation of the law to Axios. Mm-hmm. It literally applies to every single person on the planet, and that's how it reads, says <laughs> Wang Minyo, a Chinese-American lawyer based in New York. If I appear as a congressional committee in D.C. and say something critical that literally would be a violation of this law, this means that anyone advocating democracy for Hong Kong or criticizing the governments in Hong Kong or Beijing could possibly uh, face consequences if they step foot in Hong Kong or have assets or family members in Hong Kong. Mm. Oh, yeah. What they're saying, one of the main purposes of having the national security law is to quash the international front of the movement, said uh, Nathan Law, a Hong Kong pro-democracy lawmaker who spoke to Axios after he fled the city last week. Well, remember last year, Mark, there was the the story that hit about a, uh, a gamer who was in a contest, some sort of like, you know, one of these esports video game extravaganza contest things that they do. And he made some sort of statement during like a post game interview right. about how he supported democracy for Hong Kong. And it's very uh, hip to do so right now. And this was several months ago. This yeah. might have been toward the end of last year, I think December or something like that. LeBron and, James showed he's no winner by uh, buckling to China. Well, right. So what happened to that gamer? was the company that Blizzard, I believe it was, which is a video game production house, uh, they punished him. They said, well, we don't want to offend our Chinese people, uh, government people. They didn't say that, but yeah. And they said, said, we don't want to offend these Chinese government people because we make a lot of money in China off of our video games. And that's what it's all about. And so they told this guy that you're suspended. We're suspending you from the games. You're no longer able to participate in them, and you were banned. I think they banned him for like a year. Now, I think they undid that after some amount of outrage. Pressure, sure. But, I mean, uh, a, a gamer is going to get a heck of a lot more outrage from people online than, than you know, some talk show host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but my point being that it's clear that these corporations are willing to play ball with the Chinese government and are very, very cautious about what they say because they have money to be made there in China. And now China's going a step further and saying that not only are we going to tell corporations what to do with the almighty uh, yuan, but uh, we're also going to tell every single individual in the world that if you speak out against us, the regime in China, you will not be allowed to come in or possibly Round it up if you do. Yeah, this is the scariest country in the world. I know the Democrats would love to make Russia out to be the big boogeyman, but uh, frankly, they're a waning regional power. Not to say mm-hmm. that they don't they aren't doing bad stuff, oh, but yeah. China is on the rise and getting more and more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, uh, what I've from what I've seen of Biden, he's just way too cozy with these people. Um, I, you can't make mm-hmm. me believe the Democrats care about China. Gotcha. Now, as far as the Republicans go, I tend to, you know, I don't like Trump's relationship with China either. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we need to know? We pretty much cover that story. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, the new law codifies and extends to non-Chinese nationals and extraterritorial practices that the Chinese Communist Party has long applied to its own uh, citizens abroad. So another thing that's worth pointing out uh, that you likely don't know, and many of our listeners mm-hmm. don't, is that China determines whether you're Chinese or not. Okay. Not your nationality, not mm-hmm. where you were born, not what your citizenship is, none of that stuff. It's all about whether you're with the party. No, right? they, it's all no? whether or not you're squinty-eyed or not. Oh, really? Yeah. That, okay. So they determine whether you're chi- Chinese or not by their own standards, huh. and then they will kidnap you, bring you back to China, and nationalize your business. 
Gene, the Christian anarchist, who is a longtime visitor of China because his wife is from there, so yeah. they go back. He's and, been there. I have not. I, I, I mean, unless you count the train station. You went station. to Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, I went to the train station in China. In oh, Shishin. did you? Well, in Gene's case, he says he is not likely to return to China unless there are some serious changes. Now, this is a guy who's been there for like the last 30 years or plus of it's his life. It's terrifying. Regularly, he's uh, you know gone to visit his family members there. Uh, and he does believe that a war with China is coming. Toll free number. Yeah, if- I don't know whose war it is. Mm-hmm. That's the question. Is is that if it could be a proxy war or something? Perhaps that's um, you know I don't know. Uh, maybe history will look favorably on that or whatever. Again, I've given my libertarian solution. My libertarian solution is, ladies and gentlemen, we should be welcoming the people of Hong Kong mm-hmm. right now. What about the rest of China? And well, as I think that uh, Trump should stick with his previous thoughts on that, which is is that if a person comes here to the United States and earns a degree at one of our universities, the last thing we should be doing is kicking them out. Mm. And that's what Trump said, huh? I mean, good yeah, for him. Well, previously, but not now. Oh, really? <laughs> He's uh, okay. reneged was on that. Was this candidate and, Trump saying that? Uh, I think this was uh, Barack uh, Obama hating Trump. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he sounded a lot more sensible back then. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what I would do is is that the very least in that four years you can do some level of vetting to see whether or not this twenty year old is a spy, a spy. for the CCP. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. I don't know whether they're going to get high level government jobs or anything like that. I I don't have any idea on this stuff. But I'm saying that somebody who go comes here and gets a degree, even a, a higher degree like a master's or a doctorate, and then you send them home. Mm. That's ridiculous. China will graduate five million stem grads last year lots more than the u.s you mean the u.s will graduate a half a million wow that's 10 times as many and they've got four times the population now consider for a moment that the grad that those five hundred thousand uh half million grads that uh, the united states has are by and large of ethnic dubiousness right i mean like it depends Mm. on what you call an american but when you think of an american you tend to draw up this picture and it isn't a chinese person or an indian person right Mm. okay and many of these people are chinese or indian or they're of you know their parents were chinese or indian now i'm not saying that none of them matter but you know maybe the patriotism isn't exactly the same a friend of mine over in saipan his uh, dad still holds his Chinese passport because even though the government, he doesn't feel like the government represents him at all over there, mm-hmm. he just feels attached to it. It's home. He's Chinese. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I love the guy. I thought he was awesome. He was very mm-hmm. hospitable to me and, and just thought he was great. But that one little fact kind of sticks in my craw. What, the fact that he doesn't want to let go of the previous government? The previous passport? Sure. He's mm-hmm. been here for 40 years. You know how people are about where they come from. They they are irrational about it. It's they, a crappy passport, too. They love the place where they come from. It doesn't matter how awful it I is. I know. For the most that's, part. That's the point I'm trying to make, though, mm-hmm. is that people love the place they come from. Yeah. And, you know. It's entirely tribal and, you know, very. There's Irish American clubs in America. You know, I mean, I wouldn't trust the members of the Irish American Club to keep state secrets from the state of Ireland, right? Okay. I would, you know, if I if if there was tension between Ireland and the United States, I would be kind of careful of telling somebody who clearly is uh, very boisterous about his Irish heritage. Mm-hmm. I am a Irish heritage. Gotcha. That's the reason I'm using that particular example because it's a little safer. Gotcha. But uh, you know, 
I'm just saying the United States is way, 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 way behind. While China graduates 5 million STEM grads every year, U.S. college students are having a difficult time mm. over which bathroom to use. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. This bathroom doesn't have my pronouns yeah. on it. Yeah, there was another video recently recorded of U.S. college students, of course, talking about how free speech should be restricted. And, you know, it's we're in a bad way here. There's no doubt. Uh, the toll-free numbers. These people are not prepared to fight China. No. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. What happens when a town issues its own wooden currency? Apparently it's happening in Is it a wood Washington nickel? State. No. A uh, nickel ain't worth what it used to be, you know. Yeah, so now it's $5 it's $25. Bills. Okay. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want in these remaining moments. There's enough time for you to dial in now at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Or call in on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. It's there as long as they allow us to have it, which they could decide to not soon i guess because they send threats possibility exists so maybe we won't have it soon but for now it's there and you can enjoy it over at discord.lrn.fm and you get what you pay for right it's a free service Uh, i guess there is like a some sort of an upgrade that that you can pay them for but i don't know why you would do do that right well they still have the same terms of service right they can still pull it right out from underneath you and then say thanks for the money so, uh, news.trust.org, which is apparently related to Reuters. Okay. Uh, Thompson Reuters Foundation's Gregory Scruggs reporting out of uh, Washington State. Tonino, I don't know if it's Tonino or Tonino, Washington is where this is happening, tucked away under lock and key in a former railroad depot turned small town museum in the U.S. state of Washington, a wooden printing press cranked back to life. To mint currency after nearly 90 dormant years. Okay. Uh, a wooden printing press. I This is like technology that is beyond what I had ever heard of before. I mean, I presume well, it exists. There was a previous, uh, so a, a decentralized fiat currency known as tally sticks mm-hmm. existed in the past. I and heard about that. This was throughout the sort of Mediterranean region. Mm-hmm. I don't, look, I, I, I can't say that I know everything about this, but, you know, they used clams at one point too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, th- th- there's some historical precedent well apparently they had this printing press still and they've actually utilized it to make a brand new product 25 dollar wooden bills bearing they the certainly town's won't name. be uh mistaken for u.s currency no uh bearing the town's name to nino with the words covid relief superimposed on an image of a bat and the latin phrase habernus autumn sub potestit we have it under control is what that means. Okay. Uh, printed in cursive on the bills. With the- so I'm pretty sure that COVID-19 wasn't mentioned in the on the original machine, so they must have changed out the... Uh, the templates or the, whatever. Something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a brand new design that they're doing here, and apparently it's got the uh, it's got a photo of George Washington on it as well. It so is Washington State, after all. Yep, so you got Tonino, Washington, Washington underneath that. To the right, there's $25 and then a bat. I don't know if there's like a bat. Is that the state 
animal or something like that in in Washington, I, or maybe it's Tonino's uh, town animal or something. Why why did they choose the bat? I don't know. Does Keene have a town animal? I don't. I don't have any idea. With the the Keene is called the Elm City because it used to have a lot of elm trees and then they all died mm-hmm. apparently. With the coronavirus pandemic, the ash plunge- borer or something. Plunging the United States into a recession, which, of course, is the way the media likes to put it. The reality is there was a coronavirus and the government plunged the United States into a recession by just destroying the ability to run a business. But they go on here talking about decimating small businesses and causing job losses across the country. Some local governments are looking for innovative ways to help residents weather the storm. For Tonino, the answer was the revival of the local currency that had bolstered the town's economy in 1931. The state uh, mammal for Washington state is the orca. In the wake of the Great Depression. So they're bringing back something that they did in the early 1930s during the Depression. Mayor Wayne Fournier told the Thomson Reuters Foundation, quote, It was kind of an epiphany. Why don't we do that again? (laughs) Why don't we go to the town museum and crank up that old thing? (laughs) It only made sense, he said. Tonino is a town of less than 2,000 people located about 60 miles southwest of Seattle. They started printing the... It makes sense to try it. They started printing the local banknotes in April, five weeks into Washington State's lockdown. Anyone with a documented loss of income as a result of the pandemic is eligible for up to $300 a month in the local currency. Okay. Businesses up and down the town's quaint Main Street accept the wooden note for everything except alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, and lottery tickets. That's what I'm going to name my uh, my, my convenience store I open up. Alcohol, alcohol to- tobacco, tobacco cannabis, cannabis, and lottery tickets, yeah. ATCL? Yeah. yeah. Ankle. Could use some work. Yeah. <laughs> Ten- Tonino's city government backs the local currency, which merchants can exchange for U.S. dollars at City Hall at a one-to-one rate. Okay. So... It's a welfare program. They've got gov- there's government money in the city coffers. They're handing out these. When the state comes in and shuts down your business mm-hmm. and destroys your livelihood, it stops being a welfare program. At mean? that point, it's it's restitution. Hmm. Okay, I see what you're saying. Unfortunately, this does not go. I don't. I don't know if this goes to business owners. Although I guess it's you what have... business owners go into city hall with the uh, little blocks of wood and they trade it in. Right, but they're. It's saying anyone with a documented loss of income. So I suppose a business owner could qualify to receive these. But the business owners are receiving them from the people who I are I believe how them. it goes is that people get the blocks of wood. Yes. They then spend them at the business. That's correct. And, and the then business the business goes to the town hall. That's correct. That is how this is working. You have correctly assessed the situation. Okay, so That's what I'm saying. It's a welfare payment this. to All the right. individuals. I have a business in Tonino, mm-hmm. right? And it is deemed non-essential by the state of Washington. Yep. The town of Tonino, which is a um, you know a, a, a subsidiary of the state of Washington, mm-hmm. determines that they have harmed me by shutting me down. And they give me money. I can document this. They've shut me down. It's not hard to document it. I get my bucks from the uh, whomever hands mm-hmm. these things out, and then I spin them around town, and then those people turn them back in. I see nothing wrong particularly with this. I see that people are forced, once again, forced into scenarios where they must live off of the state. The state mm-hmm. intends to make itself uh, indispensable. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not prepared to use the terminology like welfare mm. to... Is unemployment uh, that uh, the $600 plus that they were giving every week to people on unemployment, is that welfare? The bonus money? It, 
Right. So welfare carries with it a um, term. It, stigma. It, it is stigma. Yeah. It is a it is a very narrow term, and it's a wide term mm-hmm. all at the same time. So it's a narrow for sort of one program and wide for any program where the government gives you money. Mm-hmm. But it carries with it the stigma of sort of receiving the government money. If the government is making good for something that they harmed you on, I don't see a problem with that. Mm-hmm. If the government has determined that it must stimulate its economy by handing out money and that it has decided that it was a big mistake to hand that money out to banks the last time, and this time they're going to hand it out to the little guy because the little guy will most assuredly spend it, whereas the banks simply held it as deposits, then that's the government doing what the government does. I don't see, again, a problem if a bank robber goes to the middle of town, um, he robs banks all around town, and then goes to the middle of town and hands out $20 bills. Taking one of the $20 bills is not stealing from a bank. No, I would agree with you there. And uh, I, I'm not saying it's it's wrong to accept this money. I, yeah. I'm not trying to cast a judgment on the people that are doing this. I know. I but just want to make sure that it doesn't it sound welfare. like we are. It, oh, it, fine. It, I, I, I'm not is. in a strict. I, I don't disagree with you, but uh, I don't think that there should be. Um, I'm not prepared to say that the people who are necessarily accepting it are bad. I'm not saying that. I will say that the unemployment program, as it is meted out by the government, giving out the $600 extra Mm -hmm. per week, week is a catastrophe. It's a ridiculous notion. You basically have to be making $25 Mm -hmm. an hour to just break even. So people making, say, $35 an hour have to weigh the notion of taking home, uh, you know, what is that, $200 extra or not working. So what's going on here, though, is interesting, Mark, because it's not your typical welfare in that, you know, like the check coming from the government, you can spend on anything. Here, you can only spend it at local merchants. Yeah. And you can only spend it on things that are not alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, and lottery tickets. So it is, uh, you know, a bit of a restricted form of welfare that is intended to benefit the local economy. The executive director of the Schumacher Center for New Economics in Massachusetts said alternative currencies like Tanino's banknote are better than direct cash payments at boosting local economies. She said that the city of Barcelona gave donations to sports teams in 2017 and 18 and cultural groups as well as social programs, then watched the donations go to big box stores, she said. So they created a local currency so that these discretionary funds in their budget would circle back to support locally owned businesses. The mayor in Tonino noted that for the residents, the wooden notes are nothing new. The city uh, founded a sand around a sandstone quarry, achieved national prominence in 1931 when civic leaders printed a wooden local currency to restore consumer confidence after the town's bank failed during the Great Depression. Quote, this is woven into the DNA of the community. My grand aunt Arlene has the family collection all stashed away. Great Aunt Arlene. Mayor uh, brought the idea of resurrecting the town's legacy project to the city council, and they've done it. They've approved a proposal to issue up to $10,000. They've also even received donations, so they now have up to 16000 that they can do. And so far, 13 residents have successfully applied for the funds, and $2,500 worth of the bills have been issued. They got their own stable coin. It's interesting. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow online. In the meantime, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. 
I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com.